Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. But <laughs> yeah, let's go. Blow up. Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. You, me, Locked On Dolphins. Let's lock it in. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, diehard Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, senior NFL draft analyst at DraftNetwork.com, and this series is a three-part series. We'll do this the rest of the week, barring any breaking news between now and Friday. But I owe this show topic to Power to the Pod yesterday because somebody was asked, you know, how does the Dolphins match up versus the rest of the AFC East unit by unit? And that is such a great question, and there's so many uh, individual conversations to have amid that thought. So we are going to tackle all of that today. We're going to talk about one team versus the Dolphins. We're talking about the Jets today. So comparing the Dolphins to the Jets head-to-head, uh, I think this is the team the Dolphins match up the best against. And we'll have that conversation throughout the course of today. But before we do, I want to talk to you guys about this new cool initiative put on by the Dolphins venue amid the COVID-19 crisis. If you did not see this... <laughs> This came through yesterday, and I was impressed. So that's where we're going to start today's show. We're going to start leading off with this big announcement by Hard Rock Stadium before we get into the tale of the tape between the Dolphins and the Jets. Hard Rock Stadium released an announcement yesterday that they're going to be opening up the stadium for fans, and this is a really cool idea amid the COVID-19 crisis and and the shutdown that so many businesses are are experiencing and sports teams. And uh, this can serve as a nice bridge and inspiration for a lot of other venues across the country. Dolphins announced plans for outdoor theaters at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, This is directly from HardRockStadium.com. The global entertainment destination will now feature both an open-air and drive-in theater that will showcase classic Miami Dolphins content from the team's 54-year history, classic motion picture films, host commencement ceremonies, and other events. The family-friendly experiences will provide a unique environment while staying in accordance with social distancing policies. The drive-in events will be held inside of Hard Rock Stadium and accommodate up to 230 cars, while the open-air theater can host small groups for an intimate viewing experience on the complex's South Plaza. Gives you a chance to sign up for notifications for tickets for this experience are available. The 230 cars going into Hard Rock Stadium will be parked on the field. How cool is this? You get an opportunity here in South Florida and you don't take this up. In my opinion, you're nuts. Get a chance to go sit on the field, never mind the fact that it's in your vehicle, social distancing policies, but you get a chance to go to Hard Rock Stadium, be on the field, and watch classic Dolphins games. Is... Such a terrific opportunity, and kudos to the Dolphins for for putting their their 
uh, brain trust together and coming up with an idea like this that is really going to open up opportunities for people to get out of their houses and uh, experience things at venues. Uh, you know, that, that can't be easy, right, with no sports and, and the lack of funds now and, and the, the shutdown and the restrictions of you know, events and sporting events. And for the Dolphins to, to find an opportunity to open their doors and bring people into the fray once again and get this community activated in something is, you know, no small feat. And uh, it's an un- unenviable time for, for everyone uh, in all parts of this country, no matter whether you're a small business owner, uh, a high-risk individual from a health perspective, or you know y- you have loved ones that are impacted by this, or, or people who are laid off from losing their, their jobs because of this. There's so much struggle as a re- direct result of this COVID-19 pandemic, and for the Dolphins to be able to find a unique cool way to provide a cutting edge experience, I think should be applauded first and foremost. And uh, if you have the opportunity, you can go to hardrockstadium.com and uh, sign up there for notifications when the tickets become available. Uh, The drive-in theater will accommodate 230 vehicles at a time. No word on what exactly they're planning on showing, but if you're in the area, it should most definitely be on your radar. With that aside, let's shift gears before I talk to you guys about my friends over at Bilt Bar. But uh, we got to talk about the tail of the tape between the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh, Specifically, what I have elected to do is divide these matchups into five separate showcases. Uh, Passing offense versus passing defense. Rushing offense versus rushing defense. Passing defense versus passing offense rushing defense versus rushing offense, and coaching. So each team's air game and ground game versus the opposing side's defense and coaching. So five categories. So we will definitively have a winner when this is all said and done. Uh, First matchup, we're going to do offense for the Dolphins first. So the Dolphins passing offense versus the New York Jets passing defense. So this will include, you know, the skill players, the offensive line. Um, Looking at the Dolphins' skill players, presuming Preston Williams is fully healthy, right? You're going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua Tungavailoa at the quarterback position. Matt Breed as a potential receiving back out of the backfield. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Alan Hearns. Maybe somebody else makes the roster, but I doubt it. Uh, Although this Kirk Merritt kid, you know, I've gotten some questions on Merritt because his athletic testing's through the roof. Uh, So I look forward to putting him under a little bit more of a firm microscope. But uh, I think he's going to have to thrive in the special teams role to make the roster, which is the case for pretty much anybody who's outside the top 40 on your roster anyway. Uh, so th- that's a conversation for another day, but at this point in time, I would not project Merritt to make the roster as a UDFA. Projected offensive line, in my opinion, you're looking at Austin Jackson, Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Jesse Davis, Robert Hunt, versus the Jets' passing defense. So their pass rush, uh, their best interior pass rusher at this point in time is Quinton Williams, who was top pick in the 2019 NFL draft, but struggled to live up to those expectations. 
not a lot of other burst and twitch, not a lot of uh, imposing threats off the edge either. They're, they're pass rushers off the edge as the outside linebackers in a base three-man front. Uh, Harvey Lange, Jordan Jenkins, Terrell Basham, Frankie Louvu. Uh, that, that, that's about it for the pass rush group. So the, the Jets' pass rush group is not an imposing group. And then in the secondary, they've got, for my money, the best safety in the division in Jamal Adams for all the things that he can do. Marcus May, Ashton Davis. Uh, Ashton Davis was on the Dolphins' radar this year uh, as a third-round pick, went a few picks before the Dolphins could have had a chance to grab him there. They signed Pierre Desir in free agency. The rest of the corner group, Arthur Mollet, bless you on Austin, Nate Harrison, Bryce Hall, who's a rookie, uh, Brian Poole in the nickel, who's kind of bounced around a little bit. This, to me, is a decided advantage to the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think they have anybody who can cover one-on-one with Devontae Parker on the outside. You know, Pierre Desir had a nice year in 2018 with the Annapolis Colts. He earned himself another contract and was promptly cut one year into it. Uh, they don't have depth at corner. Uh, Bryce Hall, the rookie, is a promising player, but he's also someone who uh, has some concerns with his ability to turn and run in space. I think the Dolphins have enough depth in the wide receiver group, even though the wide receiver group has kind of become, eventually, uh, this soft spot on the the offensive too deep. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with experience in the passing game, and um, I think the Dolphins have a decided advantage. They don't have the pass rush to really threaten derailing completely a Dolphins game plan. So I would give the Dolphins a decided advantage with their passing offense versus the Jets' passing defense. As far as the rushing game goes, a little bit of a different story. It's harder to project because you've got Jordan Howard as the primary back. We already talked about the offensive line projected being Austin Jackson, Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Jesse Davis, and Robert Hunt. The front seven for the Jets is much more imposing when you look at them through the lens of Stacking the line of scrimmage and playing stout. They got a, a, a starring linebacker in C.J. Mosley who's getting record-setting money for the position. He's very dynamic in his range. Um, they don't have a lot of gap penetration ability for pass rush perspective. But you think about some of the horses that they have up front. Nose tackle Steve McClendon, Foley Fatukasi, Nathan Shepard, Henry Anderson, Quinn and Williams. These are guys that can control gaps, right? So I think they do have some gap control ability. This is strength on strength for uh, butting heads. You know, the Dolphins want to bully you up front. The Jets want to bully you up front. Um, I would say at this point in time, Miami has a slight disadvantage in the run game because we don't know if all the pieces come in and it works then we're in great shape, right? And the, the Dolphins will have a, uh, a decided advantage if the talent that they bring in gels quickly enough. But I think there's enough of a threat here where there's enough new pieces, there's enough youth, there's not a lot of veteran leadership. The Jets are a little bit more established. They've got some savvy guys. Henry Anderson's been around a while. C.J. Mosley's a, a super smart, super serial football player. What Jamal Adams can bring in run fits for the New York Jets. 
I would give the Jets' run defense the advantage at this point in time over the Dolphins' rushing offense, uh, considering how bad the rushing offense was last year. And uh, we need to see this thing gel before we can definitively say uh, that they are up to speed and they have caught the New York Jets. Before we flip the script, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Uh, These are the best protein bars you will ever have. Guaranteed. We have a chance for you to put... uh, Put some money on the line and find out for yourselves with a, a special promo code that we have for, for the Locked On Dolphins listeners. Promo code Locked On will save you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. These Built Bars, they taste like candy bars. They've got you know all-natural fruit flavors. They've got dessert-type flavors as well. They all use 100% dark chocolate to cover the bars. They're made with real fruit if you go the fruit route. They've got one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugars of uh, your typical protein bar. They've got as much or more protein than a typical protein bar. You're talking 110 to 150 calories a pop. Just unbelievable nutritional value, whether you want to use it as a post-workout thing, a meal replacement thing, whatever tickles your fancy, Built Bar is going to have it, and they're, they're going to be there for you. So BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, save you $10 off you for your first box. Don't just take my word for it. Find out for yourself and I promise you will not be disappointed. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Save yourself $10 off your first box. Forging onward. I'm going to flip the script to the defensive side of the football. And here's the good news about the Jets. Adam Gase is still the head coach. And Adam Gase has routinely, for the last three years, had one of the worst offenses in football. <laughs> so, um, this is some this is an assessment that I'm making less on account of statistics and more projecting forward, right? So I'm not going to be tapping into a bunch of the numbers from last year's teams or citing you know, how poor Adam Gase's offense was last year and in 2018 with the Dolphins and so on and so forth. Uh, it's not really the point. This is more of a personnel-based exercise, right? So, Jets passing offense versus Dolphins passing defense. Dolphins passing defense. We've got pocket pushers up front, but the same thing that you could say for the Jets, you don't have a lot of potency off the edge, uh, is applicable here to the Dolphins. They, they've they got Kyle Van Noy, who I think is a little bit more dynamic than any of the edge rusher threats that the Jets have. Uh, but I also think this is a, a similarly constructed group as far as heavy hands. They want to play bully ball up front. They want to collapse the pocket around you. Uh, Shaq Lawson, Devon Gotchow, Christian Wilkins. I don't expect Gotchow to have a huge impact on passing downs at this point in time. Emmanuel Agba, uh, Zach Seiler is a potential sleeper, is a developmental guy that the Dolphins got their hands on a waiver that they seem to like from last year. Raekwon Davis, they used a second-round pick on. Uh, you're looking at Vince Beagle as a little bit of a, a athletically stale guy off the edge, but he's a super high-motor guy. He's kind of like the Harvey Lange of this group of fruit compared over to the Jets' side of things. Uh, I think the Jets have uh, less appeal for pressure players inside, and, and the Dolphins between Kyle Van Noy and Jerome Baker – I think they've got a little bit better blitz appeal for guys coming up the middle. Raekwon McMillan is power presence. So uh, I think their blitz threats off the second level are a little bit more potent than what you get on the Jets. Uh, I think they're similar in pocket pushers up front. 
Uh, but the real value uh, in this matchup is the secondaries, Avian Howard, Byron Jones, Noah Igbahogany, Eric Rose, Xavier, uh, Bobby McCain, uh, Nick Needham's included in this group. Uh, it's deep, right? It's a deep group, and the Jets do not have a deep group. I think their best pass-catching threat is probably Chris Herndon, fourth-round tight end, uh, who's coming back from a hamstring issue who uh, cost him uh, almost the entire season. I think he only played like 20 snaps in 2019. Uh, Darnold likes his his tight ends. Uh, you do have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield here. They did sign Frank Gore as well, but Bell would pri- primarily be the pass-catching back. Uh, Brashad Perryman, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson, Josh Malone, Braxton Berrios, those are the Jets' top tight ends. So no matter what the offensive line looks like, and I want to reserve the offensive line conversation for the run game here, um, the Dolphins' secondary has a significant decided advantage over the New York Jets, even with a quarterback in Sam Darnold who has some promising flashes. Not that Darnold has had a chance to show much of those uh, skills that he brings to the table against Miami. He has generally struggled a ton against the Dolphins. If we were to pull up Darnold's splits, you know, I just got done saying how I'm not going to look at stats. Well, here you go. I do want to look at the... I do want to look at the splits against the Dolphins because the Dolphins have performed quite well against Sam Darnold through four career games. Here are the numbers. Uh, Darnold against the Dolphins. He's 1-3 and three as a starter. Uh, 60% of his passes thrown. He's thrown twice as many interceptions, eight, as he has touchdown passes in four games. Uh, his quarterback passer rating is 68.6 which is significantly lower than uh, some of the success that he's had against other teams. Although, interestingly enough, Sam doesn't seem to have as much success against teams that he's played multiple times. Uh, The passer rating against the Patriots is 29.4. The passer rating against the Bills is 81.5. But no team has sacked Sam Darnold more than the Miami Dolphins have in four games 11 sacks. Uh, So Dolphins get after Sam Darnold a fair amount. They've been able to confuse him. they got some ball hawks. They've got more ball hawks. Uh, The Dolphins' overwhelming majority favored in the run game or in the pass game as far as what they can bring to the table against the Jets' passing offense. Now the rushing offense. The Jets did go out and bring in a couple new bodies. They brought in Connor McGovern to play at center. Uh, they brought in Mackay Becton and George Fant and Greg Van Roten uh, to, as in free agency in the draft as well. Cameron Clark was a fourth-round guy. Don't expect they'll start. Their projected offensive line is Mackay Becton, Alex Lewis, Connor McGovern, Brian Winters, Chuma Adoga. Pass, uh, the, the, the running backs are Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, LaMichael P. Ryan was a fourth-round pick. The Dolphins should win this matchup as well. Bringing in Lawson and Ogba to pair with Christian Wilkins in year two and Raquan McMillan is the thud downhill guy between the tackles and Kyle Van Noy is for scrape exchanges and working outside uh, your your guy who's going to fill the alley. Uh, And and Noah Igbahogany in the nickel too because the Dolphins are going to run a ton of nick. Having a, a competent tackler at that corner position is very important. And uh, the, the Dolphins have checked those boxes. 
I don't think even with the addition of Mekhi Becton, who's a terrific prospect, in the run game he should thrive. Uh, he's got a massive uh, gravitational pull in pass protection where I think he'll also get stuck. stuck uh, defender stuck on him. I don't think Chuma Adoga on the other side is super threatening. Uh, Brian Winters, Alex Lewis, interior offensive lineman. We've seen what pedestrian guard play can result in for an offense as Dolphins fans. We've seen that for the past decade for the large part. Uh, and that's kind of where I sit with the Jets. You know, even though they brought in uh, a good left tackle, in my opinion, in the draft, and, and Connor McGovern's a fine center prospect, I still think you've got enough gaps and holes that the Dolphins and their style play uh, can be a problem. So I would give the Dolphins' defense the advantage in both pass defense and the rushing defense, but the, the advantage is much more decided in the passing game, in my opinion, than it is uh, in the rushing game. Which brings us to our final variable, one that we know quite well, Brian Flores versus Adam Gase and the dynamics of how these two teams are coached. Let's be honest, Brian Flores put more players in positions to be successful by asking them to exclusively do what they do well in 2019 than Adam Gase did in three years as this team's head coach. The way Brian Flores carries himself, the way he develops relationships with his players. Adam Gase, if he couldn't create a relationship with you, he'd kick you out of the locker room. And by the end of three years, he still lost the locker room. All he did was get rid of guys that didn't see eye to eye with him. And at the end of three years, his hand-selected locker room still quit on him. Add in on top of this that Adam Gase is 15 penalty yards in 2018 away from being a top five most penalized defense under his watch for three consecutive years. I think they were eighth in 2018, but from penalty yards, they were 15 yards away from being in the top five. They're undisciplined. Gase is the polar opposite of Brian Flores as far as wanting players to buy in. If Adam Gase's players don't execute, it's... The player's fault. It's never Adam Gase's fault. First time you heard Brian Flores get up on the podium after a loss and say, we didn't execute, and that starts with me. I needed to be better. That told me everything we need to know about the kind of person Brian Flores is as a head coach. Look at what the difference was in a year for Mike Gusecki, who was asked to be used in pass protection on one out of every five snaps that he took in 2018 versus 2019 when they let him get up the seam and they very rarely even put his hand in the dirt. Look at the difference was in pass coverage for Raquan McMillan, who got roasted for five touchdowns and like a 120 passer rating against in 2018 because they kept him on the field for 800 snaps versus playing you know 300 less snaps in 2019. But he didn't give up a single touchdown, and he was only targeted 10 times in coverage because his coach didn't put him out there to try and do things he wasn't capable of doing. Adam Gase has had stop after stop, you know, team after team in Miami. He underutilized Jarvis Landry. Couldn't get on the same page with Jay Ajayi, so he shipped Jay Ajayi out. And then couldn't get on the same page with Kenyon Drake. Ground game never got off the ground. He goes to New York. He gets Le'Veon Bell, prized free agent, all this money, and Le'Veon Bell rushes for like 3.2 yards per carry. And the team's response was, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to bring in Frank Gore again because Frank Gore knew how to run hard in, in Adam Gase's offense. 
okay, if you need like an all-time longevity great in Frank Gore to come in to run your offense because he's the only guy that knows how to run, you might want to put the microscope on yourself, right? Dolphins, decided advantage. It might be a bigger discrepancy than what we see in the coaching game. So by a margin of four phases of the game to one, the Dolphins have decided advantages against the New York Jets. I think they are a team that is constructed to beat the New York Jets with consistency, especially with the flaws the Jets roster has right now and the coaching issues that the Jets are going to have as long as Adam Gase is in the building. So that is why I have, you know, I've done a couple early season predictions for the Dolphins, and I think the Dolphins are poised to do what they should have done last year, which was sweep the Jets. They should have swept them last year. Some BSPI call against Nick Needham was the difference. In the end, it all worked out because the Dolphins ended up being in position to draft two with the number five overall pick. If they win that game, they're probably not. Neither here nor there. At the end of the day, I think the Dolphins are a much better team in a much better place than the New York Jets. Some of the metrics and schedule predictions and whatnot will disagree with me, but that's okay. Time will tell. But I feel confident that the Dolphins are a team constructed to defeat the New York Jets. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked on Dolphins. We're going to be back again tomorrow and Friday finishing the AFC East. We'll go through the Patriots and we will go through the Bills. And both of those conversations are much more interesting than they were last year. I assure you of that. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins brought to you by Bilt Bar. I'm your host Kyle Krabs and I hope to see you guys again tomorrow.